Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get it on your feet. It's curd and long. Hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's Sparky Pfeiffer, 12.50 a.m. The Fan, beautiful Milwaukee, rainy Wisconsin. I guess today we actually finally have rain for the first time in quite some time. Uh, Ryan Horvat here as well. Bet MGM tonight. Catch him weeknights part of the BetQL radio network with Nick Ashu and Trista Crick uh, as well. Watch the games. Check them out as we get closer to college football season. You are not going to want to miss anything Ryan Horvat has to say. Plus, he'll be a part of the BetQL radio network, too. Uh, on Saturday mornings, he announced that on a previous current Long podcast. And if uh, you are in Milwaukee, we'll be able to hear that on 1250 AM. The fan once we get the times locked in for that. So that'll be cool to hear Ryan in Milwaukee again. Uh, all right, Ryan Horvath Packers uh, come up uh, victorious, do their thing against the Bengals. But obviously what we need to talk about first uh, is Sean Clifford. Unbelievable performance uh, by, and no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just don't do that to me because people are already doing it to me. All people are all fired up about Sean Clifford. We'll get to him in a bit. First, we'll start with Jordan Love. Uh, Okay, so obviously he misses the throw to Musgrave. Understood. Uh, The throw to Watson, you know, initially it was, well, he put too much air under the ball. LaFleur said he disagreed with that commentary and said he should have looked off the safety about a second longer. He thought the pass itself was fine. He should have just looked off the safety a little bit more, and he would have been fine with that pass. Uh, so LaFleur, I think, pretty excited about what he saw from Jordan Love in the game. I think there were a lot of nerves, like Jordan Love was going to go out there and look like uh, he was incompetent. It was going to be just awful uh, out there, but that's that's not what happened. Uh, instead, Jordan Love goes out there and looks like you know he's in command of the offense uh, and looks like a guy that has been sitting on the bench behind Aaron Rodgers for three years uh, and doing his thing. And now that we've all seen Jordan Love, I think a lot of people now will take a breath and be like, okay, he doesn't suck. That's good. Now, again, I understand it's only the preseason uh, at the end of the day, right? So it's it's not uh, end-of-the-world type stuff uh, if he would have went out there and sucked. If he would have thrown two interceptions, would people have been furious? Absolutely, people would have been furious. But the good news is, is that Jordan Love didn't suck in this game, didn't throw two interceptions, and people could take a breath and realize things are going to be okay. He's not horrible, like I think a lot of people thought might be the case going into this game. Ryan Horvat, your initial impressions from what you saw from Jordan Love? Yeah, I thought he looked pretty good, right? Like It looked like he was a little bit more comfortable running the offense. He went 7 of 10 passing, only averaged about you know, four yards per completion. So, um, as you said, you know, missed the deep ball, but still the touchdown pass, uh, maybe if the defender turns around, he picks that off. But I thought it was a pretty solid drive from Jordan Love. What I liked was, you know, you went out there, you get the touchdown, you get the 10 dropbacks, you get to see a little bit. And then after the touchdown pass where he builds some confidence, then you sit him for the rest of the game because we don't want Jordan Love getting hurt before the season begins because I know people love Sean Clifford. I do not want to see Sean Clifford in a regular We're going to talk about Sean Clifford, people. Don't go anywhere. Unless he's taking a knee at the end of a 36-19 regular season victory for Jordan Love in relief. But, um, yeah, I thought there was some good. You know, I I want to see a little bit more. But uh, overall, a solid drive. I got excited after the touchdown pass. I was like, all right, I'm buying the Packers stock right now. But – I need to see a little bit more, but pretty solid from Jordan Love. You know, this is the thing that, that everybody, I think, kind of has to understand. Now, you're going to get the Patriots coming up this week. You have two days of practice with the Patriots, and you're going to get uh, the Patriots in preseason. Now, we'll get into you know whether or not he's going to play that preseason game and so forth going forward. But Belichick did it to Bryce Young uh, this last week, uh, and had Bryce Young all kinds of confused, showing him one look, dropping into another look, uh, and really had Young confused. 
I'm assuming the same type of stuff will happen to Jordan Love. And I was here. I heard I, I listened to uh, serious NFL radio with Charlie Weiss a lot. And you can have your opinions of Charlie Weiss one way or the other. Ryan, every time I bring up Charlie Weiss's name, I think cringes because of the Notre Dame days. But th- this is the thing. He talks about the fact that a lot of times in the NFL, the players won't know this. But the two coaches will have a handshake agreement of what one coach wants the other coach to do. It may be, hey, look, this kid's struggling to get to, against the blitz. I want you to bring some heat. I want you. I know it's preseason, but please blitz. Or he's struggling against this. Can you show me some of this? Uh, and let me see if he can figure it out. There's a lot of those agreements. The players have no idea the two coaches have these agreements of what they want the other team to run defensively one way or the other to kind of try and trick up the quarterback a little bit uh, and help. But there's a lot of these agreements uh, that occur for these joint practices and stuff when they're out there. If I were the Packers, I'd tell Belichick, do what you want. Change it up as much as you want. Let's see if we can confuse Jordan Love and see what happens in these joint practices this week. I don't want sugar, vanilla, you know, easy defense for Jordan Love. I want yeah. Belichick to try and confuse him. Let's see how he reacts to it. Let's see if he throws three picks in, a, in one of these joint scrimmages because he can't figure it out. I'd rather not know that now than find that out in week six this year or week seven when somebody does the same thing to him later. Yeah, for sure. Like, that's what I want to see is can Jordan Love read an NFL defense, a complicated NFL defense, an NFL defense where, like, with Bill Belichick, I mean, we see what he does to rookie quarterbacks. We saw a couple years ago when Sam Darnold was mic'd up. You know, he was like, I'm seeing ghosts out there. And that's what I want to see. I think Jordan Love will be able to beat the blitz, right? I don't think you can just send an all-out blitz, especially with these young wide receivers. I know we're going to talk about how good Torrey looked and Jaden Reed looked. And, you know, you still have Watson and Dobbs catches the touchdown pass. I don't know if you're going to want to just blitz the hell out of them, but I want to see Jordan Love against a cover two shell, right? I want to see him, uh, you know, can he read the defense? And even if he can't, like, is he going to be Brett Favre, Patrick Mahomes, you know, where he's going to make some mistakes, but he's going to go out there, take some gambles, or is he going to get nervous? So, yeah, I completely agree. That's what I want to see is a little bit more in Jordan Love going against a real NFL defense. Because let's be honest, like, I was excited from what I saw, but like when we talk about Sean Clifford, like at the end, that was the second and thirds for the Cincinnati Bengals. Right. I don't feel great about the, the ones in the secondary this year for the Bengals. So I want to see it against a different defense too. This is the other thing. You talk about that cover too. I, I welcome a cover two at this point with Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft and these dudes exploring the middle of the field because that's how you beat that cover two is in the middle of the field. If they want to run cover two and try and take away Christian Watson over the top or whatever – Godspeed to you. Jaden Reed on crossing routes and stuff like that. This Packers team, and I don't know which broadcast you were watching uh, out in D.C., which one you got, but the Packer broadcast, John Kuhn said it. He goes, this is the fastest team I've ever seen since that he, since he's been in Green Bay. The, uh, as far as how fast all these players are, offensive, defense, this is the fastest team that he's seen on paper. And then, yeah. uh, then LaFleur comes back, I think it was yesterday, Sunday, uh, and says that this does not look anything like the team that he's had for the last three or four years on film. As far as the aggressive nature, how fast they are, like there are a lot of positives right now around this team because of your good friend, Brian Gutenkunst, adding all of this speed to this roster, and you're seeing it pop off film when you're watching the game uh, on TV. Yeah, for sure. Like, hopefully these guys work out because week one of the preseason, I really like what I saw from Jaden Reed. Um, I think Jaden Reed's probably going to be your main slot receiver. I think he's going to be your punt returner. He had a couple really nice catches that were contested. Also, 
I like what they're doing. He's going to be the gadget guy. I continue to say, like, have a real gadget guy, not Tyler Irvin. And it looks like that could be Jaden Reed. I loved him at Michigan State, man, especially two years ago. And then Torrey looked really good. He had a 28-yard reception. I believe he had a 25-yard reception from Sean Clifford. 44-yard kickoff return. Um, really excited. We didn't get to see a whole lot of him last year. So I want to see a bigger sample size from him. And, like, I went back and watched the game because I had to watch it at work. Uh, so I did get to see the Green Bay broadcast with okay. The NFL Network, uh, the game pass that I had, did a pretty cool job, actually, where when Cincinnati was on offense, they would switch over oh. to their broadcast, and when the Packers were on offense, you could nice. actually select that option uh, for game pass. I don't know if I'm paying more for that. I know I'm paying 15 a month now, I saw, but it also includes the Red Zone channel. Because, I mean, watching the game at work, it was what it was, but I had to come home and watch it again because a lot of stuff actually popped, not just Jordan Love. I want to see more from Jordan Love. It's hard for me to really give him a grade, you know, off just the short sample size. Um but man, a couple other guys, and especially those two. Okay, uh, so Reed, let's talk about that number right. three wide receiver job is going to heat up. Let's talk about the wide receiver room for just a second. They wasted a season having Cobb and Lazard still on this roster, right? Because if Lazard's not on the roster, Toure plays much more last year and would have had much more. Toure was healthy all last year. He, he would have been able to get more run last year had there not been Cobb and not been Lazard. Even if it just wasn't Randall Cobb, he would have had more run. You needed Cobb, though, because he was the one willing to work with the receivers because the quarterback wasn't willing to work with the receivers last year with Rodgers. So Cobb had to be there one way or the other. But it's funny. You think about those two veterans leaving. You're like, oh, man, look at how young this room is and so forth. Yeah, they're young. But holy crap, can they play Ryan Horvath? For sure. And I mean, I'm always going to look at last year as a wasted year. And I yes. like, you got to look at it like, okay, you uh, had the last dance here with Devontae. Devontae doesn't come back. Rogers pouts all season long and it was a wasted season. If Devontae came back with Aaron, it wouldn't have been a wasted season. I know he's only one guy, but the, the, everything would have been so much better. Then maybe MVS comes back on the cheap. Rogers well. would still be here if Devontae right. would have signed last year. That's what I'm saying. And last year, I mean, they may have won a Super Bowl. We'll never know. But it was a wasted year because if it was going to be that crap, we would have rather just moved on and saw what we had in Jordan Love last year, right? Right. Um, so I'm always going to look at it like it was a wasted season. I don't know if having Lazard on the roster was a wasted spot, but you could probably say that Cobb was. Um, and now we'll figure out what these guys are. It wasn't even just them. It was like some of the dudes that like you've never even heard about were making plays. I was actually impressed with every single wide receiver that played. Torrey, Jaden Reed was really good. Wicks. I thought the Wicks, Wicks kid, yes. uh, he caught three balls. He had 80, or I'm sorry, 68 yards, and he only ran, I believe, like 14 or 15 routes. Um, Malik Heath, he caught three that's passes. That's the undrafted kid that's been lighting up training camp so far, yeah? Yeah, I was impressed with all the receivers, to be honest with you. Um, and then really quickly – the thing that I wanted to see going into it when we did the uh, confidence curious, and I was, I want to see the defensive backs that aren't named Jair Alexander that aren't named Eric Stokes and Rasul Douglas, like who's going to step up. And uh, especially on special teams, I thought Carrington Valentine was awesome. Stand I mean, up. they were, they were going after him. He broke up a couple passes. Um, That's a seventh and, round pick. Yeah. I mean, he, he looked pretty good. I want to see more, obviously again, that was the Cincinnati Bengals twos and threes. But I want to see more Carrington Valentine. I thought he was really good. And then the other dude that we always talk about, uh, at least last season, we would ask for more TJ Slayton. He was pretty damn good, right? Uh, I mean, big push up the middle. Big push. Quarterback hit in that game. He looked pretty good. So I was excited with what I saw from a couple of these dudes on the defensive side of the ball. Still a little bit worried about the safety position. Um, I think you kind of have to be at this point, right? I thought Anthony Johnson looked pretty good, the rookie, um, especially in run defense. But – 
I don't know about Jonathan Owens, man. Uh, gave up that explosive passing play, 32 yards, 30 yards, had a missed tackle. Yep. I don't know about Jonathan Owens, man. I think there's a reason why he's no longer uh, a Texan. So I thought if that the you, played better. If you watched that game later in uh, the fourth quarter, Cox, the outside linebacker that they got, the kid that's had all kinds of behavioral issues everywhere he's played in college and keeps getting kicked off of teams because of his uh, off-the-field issues and whatever, played really well. Uh, and he's played fairly well, it sounds like, in training camp as well. And I just wonder whether or not he's going to have a legit chance to make this team. I mean, they got him undrafted free agent. They signed him, take a chance on him. Because from a physical standpoint and from a talent standpoint, he's as good as anybody they probably got at this point. It's just a matter of whether, whether or not they can keep his head on his shoulders when he's not on the football field. Um, and when he is on the football field, you you don't need another guy shoving referees and everything else on the football field. They lose their cool. That's yeah. the other thing, too. You start talking about some of the guys that have showed up. That kid, Wilson, that running back that broke off that 80-yard run or whatever, when that first practice they had last week, two weeks ago, when he decided, okay, we're going to tackle. For the twos and threes, he said, fine, let's tackle. The first or the second play was Wilson. Dude broke like two or three tackles and took off. Everyone's like, whoa, whoa, looky, looky here. And he's battling Patrick Taylor for that other running back spot and Tyler Goodson as another guy. Now, we all know they love Tyler Goodson. I get it. But this Wilson kid looks legit. And then the feel-good story, of course, his dad died a year ago on that day. Um, so he was playing with a heavy heart to, to, to begin with. And then to go score two touchdowns in that game was a pretty cool deal too. But again, a guy that ran away from the defense ran, he got out there on the right sideline and they could not catch him. Packers have not had a lot of those dudes uh, no. in recent memory. No. And I was, it was I was uh, happy to see Aaron Jones out there, you know, with a young team. And I think he's going to have a really solid season like he always does. If he stays healthy, hopefully he doesn't fumble the ball in big spots like he always does, but I think he's going to be, you know, probably a 40, 50 reception guy minimum. Um, hopefully he rushes for like 900 to 1200 yards. I'm glad that you brought up Emmanuel Wilson because I'm like, this kid's going to have to make the team because you brought up the 80 yard touchdown run, but he had three other carries that went at least 10 yards. And I believe he only had six carries. So he made the most of his opportunities. Um, but also I like what I saw from AJ Dillon on that one carry, like hit the hole, stay low, use those big tree right. trunk legs that we tweet about every single day. I like, I'm the, the running back room, the wide receiver room, I'm feeling pretty good about. You know, where even if Jordan Love is shaky some weeks, he's got a lot of talent surrounding him. But the biggest takeaway, Elton Jenkins looked like Elton Jenkins again. Yes. I know he had a really good second half of the season, and I know he was going against the twos, but he looked really good. But how about our guy Zach Tom? Looked really, really good, especially uh, on that touchdown pass. I thought that he did his job. I think uh, I feel a little bit better about the center position. I thought Zach, Zach Tom looked really good, though. I mean, at right tackle. Uh Thought he looked really good. Right now, Yash Nyman is the guy that's going to be the swing tackle, it appears, uh, with Tom starting at right tackle, Bakhtiari starting at left tackle, and right away you have Packer fans. Well, let's just trade him then. Like, if he's not going to start, let's trade him. I'm sure there's a lot of guys that can get him. Uh, and I forgot who I saw. Somebody on Twitter was saying, listen here, you don't trade offensive linemen uh, that are your key backup offensive linemen, number one. And number two, if you are going to trade him, you miles away closer to the trade deadline if somebody loses a left tackle. Uh, or a right tackle at that point, you'll be able to get premium picks for him at that point versus trading him now while you're still in training camp and so forth. I don't think they trade Yash Nyman. I'm just going to say right here. I would be shocked if they trade their best backup offensive lineman that can go in and be suitable, right, at left tackle and probably be good at right tackle as well if Bakhtiari, who, by the way, had all kinds of problems staying on the field last year, uh, the last two or three years, 
I mean, I, I just I can't justify moving him for anything. I don't care if it's a second round pick or what it is. You need him because of Bakhtiari's health. Yeah, yeah. Can I tell you and, and another reason you can't trade a man? And here's a guy I never want to see on the field again. I hate to call for somebody to get cut, but I've seen enough Royce Newman for a lifetime. Have, mm. are, are you in agreement? No more Royce, Royce Newman. I mean, yeah, I don't think he makes the team. We'll see. He's given up. He gave up a bunch of pressures against twos and threes in that game. Yeah. And then two huge penalties. Like he's never on his feet. He's got really bad footwork. I just, it's not there. Like Sean I, Ryan's I think- going to beat him out. And Sean Ryan was a guy who was like, okay, so what is this dude? We didn't see him last year. Then he got suspended. So like, really, what is this dude? But he's had a good camp. And I think Sean Ryan ends up taking Royce Newman's job. I, I think yeah. that's kind of how this whole thing plays out. I don't, I hate to say it. I don't think he should be in an NFL roster. A couple other guys I'm a little nervous about. Uh, when does Devonte Wyatt become a good football player? I mean, he's just like sloppy out there. He's played about- in training camp. Uh, and it's had some explosion plays in training camp. He didn't have that necessarily in this game. We'll see what happens this week. Yeah, he had a missed tackle. He had two missed tackles, yep. actually. Should have had a sack as well. And then I worry a little bit about Lucas Van Ness just being just being uh just being Bull a rusher. I, know, I, I think he's just another guy. No, 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 no. No, I'm telling you. I, I, I disagree. I, I got a bad feeling. I've watched a lot of Lucas Van. Well, I watch way too much Iowa, which, yeah. by the way, Iowa over seven and a half wins. Cade McNamara starting quarterback. Grab it right now. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's gonna be solid. I think. I just I don't know that he's like. What is he? What is his ceiling? I don't think he's a third. He's Rashawn Gary, that guy. I don't think he is. I think I I think him and Rashawn Gary are very similar. Where Rashawn Gary got here, he had nothing other than a power bull rush, and that's essentially what Van Ness is coming in with is a essentially a powerful bull rush type deal. Now, will he be as quick and have as much bend as Gary? I don't know about that. But I think coming out of school, I think they're very similar in that. Where he's just a big, they call him Hercules, that he's just a big, powerful dude. Now, we'll see on Sundays when you're going against first string left tackles and right tackles, how far can he move somebody backwards? Well, we've seen TJ Slade be able to move guys back at the center position. We know he can do it. Can Van Ness do it? Uh, and can you create counter moves? to be able to get to the quarterback. He's had moments in training camp too um, where he's flashed from time to time. But like you said, you got to see it in games. Uh, and that's yeah. what we're going to have to wait and see at this point. I-, I have one for you. Okay. How long are we going to give Anders Carlson before we bring in somebody to possibly compete for that job? Or are we just going to let him just flail away and suck uh, all season long if if this doesn't get any better? Has Mason officially retired yet? No. Sing Why don't we bring back Mason Crosby? I don't, like, I don't know. I, no idea. Couldn't tell you. I have no idea. Is his leg stronger than Mason Crosby's? Absolutely. But if he's missed, I'm telling you, like, I don't know if there's been a practice where he hasn't missed a kick or two. And then you were missing extra points. And then, you know, LaFleur has got to go up to the podium and be like, well, what? you know, nerves and da-da-da-da-da. Okay, great. So now what's going to happen? <laughs> we get swirling wind and everything else. What's he going to do then? Like, Here, I've been smart. saying this the whole time. It's the only position on the roster that does not have competition in this camp. It's the only position. How can you not care enough about that position to not have any competition? I, If they lose three or four games because of this kid, I'm going to lose my mind. And here's the thing, right? Like, if you have expectations for this team this season, even if it's 10-11 wins and you want to win a playoff game this year, when has this ever worked out? I mean, every season in training camp, there's a kicker on a contending team 
that's all over the freaking yep. place. A couple of years ago, it was Cody Parkey. And oh, yeah. I was listening to Chicago radio because I was living in Milwaukee. Right. And every week, somebody would call and be like, this guy makes me nervous. But then, you know, he was consistent for seven, eight straight weeks. So then you're like, okay, it's not a problem any longer. It always ends up being a problem. Then you get the double doink in a playoff game. You know what I mean, though? Yep. Like, if he's having issues in training camp, the same issues, like, these things aren't going to go away. This is like the women right. that continue to date the men, and they're like, oh, maybe he'll change. He will not. She will not change. Like, people don't change. I, I've seen enough. I hate to say it. I've seen enough. I would rather have Mason back. There's so many kickers. And, like, here's this is what drives me nuts about being a Green Bay Packer fan, especially on special teams. Every year, special teams – Costs us in the long run. Yes. In San Francisco a couple of years ago. I know Rodgers wasn't great, but they should have won that game in the cold weather and then beat the Rams in the cold the next week, right? Uh, the Seattle game where Brandon Bostic goes rogue and jumps in front of Jordy Nelson. But, like, every year, like, these little things keep popping up. Last year, um, like, you kept running Amari Rodgers out there to return punts. He kept mumping them, and then it cost you how many games? Cost you the game against Washington that I was at. When little things like this, like correct them right away, get a new kicker in there. At least give them some competition. But like Ryan, you said. do you know what this tells me? They don't plan on winning. They they don't. They said uh, we're so not we- going to win enough games for the kicker to matter that much to spend a bunch of money on a kicker when we're probably not going to be very good anyhow. Jordan Love is first year, got a bunch of rookie tight ends, first and second year players, a wide receiver. I'm not going to spend a bunch of money on a kicker when it doesn't matter at this point. It's kind of like being a baseball team. You're not going to spend a bunch of money on a closer if you suck. You don't right. worry about the closer position until you get in a position to compete and win something. And this football team, I don't think the general manager of this football team thought they were going to be very good anyhow. So we'll just go with the rookie kicker. He can take his lumps this season. And then the following year, then we'll bring some competition in if he's not any better. Mark my words. That's what I think Goody's thought process is. Can Jordan Love change that thought process? Don't know. Interesting nugget from Mike Clements, our old uh, WSSP insider. He tweeted out that um, at the end of that exhibition game, Gunekunst was waiting for Jordan Love uh, in the tunnel when he came out uh, to tell him congratulations or whatever else. And he compared it to Ted Thompson in that tumultuous preseason with Aaron Rodgers and the Brett Favre drama going on. Thompson waited for Rodgers in the tunnel after his first preseason game, and they had a big embrace and hug. Uh, after the first exhibition game, Ted Thompson and Aaron Rodgers, similar type thing apparently happened after this game with Gutekunst uh, and Jordan Love, which is fine and dandy, but you better get him a damn kicker because if he loses games, that relationship's going to uh, fail pretty quickly. Let's go to topic number two. What more do you want to see from Jordan Love, Ryan Horvath, uh, before we get to the regular season? What, what, what do you want to see that you haven't seen yet through one game? You know what I kind of want to see is I want to see an entire half. I know that that's just a you know, like a cop out answer here, but, but yeah. that's what I want to see because what you want to see is him mimic a regular season game. So, you know, get up with his teammates, go out there, put the pads on, take the snaps, but I want to see him, you know, complete the whole half. I want to see a little bit more. Um, you know what I mean? Because there was, there was some, he, I mean, there was a missed throw. There was some really good. It just, I walked away like, okay, I don't want to see a whole lot of Sean Clifford. You know, I, I do want them, I still want them to sign a veteran backup quarterback because if this team does want to win games and Jordan Love gets hurt, I don't want to see any Sean Clifford. I don't think he's good enough to win an NFL game. But, yeah, man, I just want to see, like we talked about, him reading NFL defense. Um, I want to see when the pocket collapses. I want to see him maybe use his legs 
uh, see how athletic he is out there. It's just been so long since we've seen a lot of Jordan Love. It's been really since Utah State and then that right. one start in Kansas City and then some mop-up duty and whatnot. So I just want to see an entire half, uh, really, just a little bit more, a full sample size of it. I don't want to see you know, a full game, and we're not going to in the preseason. But I want to see more than a quarter. Give me an entire half of Jordan Love. And I kind of want to see it here in this next game rather than the third preseason game. And then I'm fine with him not playing at all. Um, but that's what I want to see a full half. Yeah, I, I want to. I kind of want to see what he looks like. And I think you have a good point as far as playing an entire half. I wouldn't mind him playing the second quarter, not the first quarter. Let Clifford start the game. And then in the second quarter, now this is completely against all NFL thinking, right? Because NFL teams start their once, bench him, and then the twos come in. I wouldn't mind seeing the twos start with Clifford. And then in the second quarter, the ones come in, play the second quarter, let Jordan Love go into halftime, and then come out of halftime in the third quarter and run that first series coming out of halftime. Kind of mimicking what you're going to do in the regular season. We know he's done it in the Kansas City game. I get it. But I'd like to see him just kind of go through it again where you get a halftime, go over with coaches what you want to do in that first series coming out in the third quarter and be able to go out there and apply what you have. Again, if you're going to do this, I think you have to tell the other coach, this is what we're going to do. We're going to start our twos for the first quarter. We're going to play our ones in the second quarter and the first series of the third quarter. If you'd like to match what we're doing on your side, feel free. If not, that's fine too. We'll play against your twos and threes with our one unit. Don't really care, but we want to make sure you understand what we're trying to do here. You know what? Like, that's what I wanted to say, but then I just couldn't, like, put the word. What I want to see almost is I would actually kind of want to see, because, you know, obviously in the second half, you go into the locker room, it's a short turnaround, but right. the defense makes these adjustments and whatnot. I almost kind of want to see them, like, warm up and start the third quarter. If that oh, yeah, makes sure. Sense. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. Like, like, go into a half almost, readjust, and come back out. It, it's stupid, but, I mean, at this point, I really just want to get to the regular season Me and too. see love against a real NFL defense. You know what I mean? Because it's like, hell yeah, we feel good. But then we're like, oh, that was the threes out there for Cincinnati. Right. But, you know. Um, now New England, you'll see something. And again, two joint practices. We'll talk about that in Curtin Long Wednesday and Friday, what those look like, because he's going to be tested in these joint practices, people, I'm telling you. I And the, the third and final question, we will get to Clifford here at the end. Um, do you want Jordan Love to play all three preseason games? And Ryan just hinted at it. I think how this is going to play is, He's going to play the joint practices. They're not going to play him in the game. And then they'll, because there's, they don't have joint practices against Seattle. Then they'll play him against Seattle because then it's two weeks off before you play a damn game, which is ridiculous. I, I hate that, that they got rid of one preseason game. And now they got to wait two weeks. But I think they play him against Seattle. They don't play him against New England, but they'll play him in the scrimmages to essentially make up for not playing him in the game. And I think Clifford then gets allowed to start this second game and Magoo baby uh, gets a chance to play, you know, maybe the whole second half Clifford plays the whole first half, something along those lines. I'm guessing is how this plays your thoughts, right? Like I, as, as much as I would love a veteran backup quarterback, like I definitely don't want it to be Carson Wentz. And then I look at the list of other guys that are out there and I'm like, yeah, this wouldn't be good for the locker room. So, you know what? Maybe we just go young. Yeah. I agree, but I want to see Jordan love out there against new England. I mean, I love getting the practice updates and getting the viral clips, but I want to watch. That's what I want to see. You know, I want to see Belichick against a young quarterback. And, and so I guess that's what I want to see from Jordan Love. Even to go back to your last question, I would rather see him against the New England defense than against Pete Carroll in Seattle, uh, to be honest. 
Um, I just think that that's better live game reps for them. And like you said, though, I mean, I know they're going to be going at it in the joint practices, but selfishly, I just want to witness it with my own eyeballs. So I, I'm fine if we don't see them all three preseason games. It's just I don't really care about the backup quarterback battle. It's most likely going to be Sean Clifford. We know that. Yes. Um, and so, it's like, I don't, handed, a, I don't want to see a whole game of Sean Clifford or three quarters of Sean Clifford. So, you know what? I'm going to actually change my answer and say, yes, Jordan Love needs to play all three preseason games, um, even if it's just for a series every single time or two series, what we yep. saw that first game. And we don't get that fr- entire first half. I mean, right now, let's be honest, it's the most exciting thing going is is yes. Jordan Love any good we all get excited for can it. i just I say something else the game and i was like i don't really care anymore <laughs> i'd like to vent about something else i i've watched so many quarterbacks come into the national football league and play a game a preseason game i do not remember tell me if i'm wrong i've never remembered espn analysts breaking down somebody's first preseason game before but orlovsky on espn who i like i think he does a great job is breaking down Jordan Love's couple of throws. The the throw that got batted down on a screen pass, uh, and then the throw that he missed wide to Musgrave. He's breaking it down. Did he break down anybody else this weekend outside of Jordan Love that I missed on a, a couple of throws? I feel like everybody is being to the point of overly critical of Jordan Love because he sat for three years, and now people are expecting him to come in and play you know, at this high-end level. Oh, he missed a throw to Musgrave. Well, you can't miss that. Okay, fine. But who else have you done this to, Orlovsky? Like, at, uh, ever, uh, first preseason game. This wasn't week one regular season, and Orlovsky's breaking down the quarterbacks. That's not what you picked the first preseason game to decide to have this conversation. Oh, you got to make that throw in the NFL. No, duh. Right. I get that. He understands that too. We all get, he missed the throw. He knows he missed the throw. Let's move on. I, I I just, it's going to drive me crazy. If this is what it's going to be all year is okay. Let's focus on the negative with Jordan love. And then on the positive, we'll say, ah, it's just a preseason game, but the negative, we're going to harp on that. So the cows come home. It's going to drive me nuts. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to lose my mind. Horvath going to lose my mind, but but like you knew that he was going to be under the microscope. No, because I didn't. He's a Hall of Fame no, legend. He's not it's Aaron Rodgers. I didn't think anybody would pay fascinating attention. Fascinating stories in the entire National oh. Football League because Aaron Rodgers this season is going to win an MVP and he's going to win a Super Bowl MVP. And the Packers like threw all that away for this this kid, this project. Well, we'll I know you guys in Dairyland and you know locked on Packers and locked on cheese and cheese unlocked. I know hey, you guys have a podcast is curt and long before you start taking any shots at cheese knucklehead. I know. I know. Yeah. Well, we all got cheese in our, that's, <laughs> my, that's my point. We're all, we're all doing the same thing here. And I'm the only one that isn't just ready to throw Jordan love into the hall of fame. And I'll say this though. I will love Jordan love like my own child, but I will never accept Sean Clifford. Okay. Okay. But- okay. Let's end the podcast on this. Cause it's time to wrap it up. Anyhow. Okay. So people that have never watched Sean Clifford play at Penn state ever, Watch Sean Clifford and said, oh, he might be better than Jordan Love. Maybe we should start him instead of Jordan Love. Saw a lot of that on social media. Now, I shook my head and said, you clearly never watched him play in college. Go back and watch him play in college, please, as he's a choke artist. Clear as day, choke artist. Having said that, that's what I say. What do you say you, Ryan Horvath? Okay, so like Sean Clifford, every once in a while, will do some stuff and you'll be like, I mean, the dude in college was a winner. I mean, he just never won the big games for me. And you could bring up Tom Brady 
you know, because I saw people joking on social media, maybe he's just Tom Brady. You know, nobody talked about Tom Brady when I he think was he's got a stronger arm than Brady has. Time with Drew Henson when he was there. Yeah. Sean Clifford throws some awful picks, like Brett Favre like picks. Yes. And he's not Brett Favre. He's not Jordan Love. He is not an NFL starting quarterback. I hate to say it. Um, it's just, it's not going to be a thing. He, he throws 25 to 30 picks. You know, Gary was arguing with me and saying he could be an NFL backup. I'm fine. Maybe he's a hell of a teammate. He was a winner in college. He can make some throws. So maybe he could be a serviceable backup. Can he backup. win one or two games if Love is out? I don't think so. I think it would be the same situation that we had in Scott Tolzien. Holy like the crap. same situ- The same situation as like a Brett Hundley. You like, think he's is- that bad? Yes. Oh, I think geez. I was higher on Brett Hundley coming out of UCLA. I loved Hundley in college. But you know what I mean? I mean, like, I want a real NFL backup quarterback. I want th- – there's guys that, like, you know, keep these jobs for a long time. Like, Colt McCoy could win you a game or two, even though he's my age. He could win you a game or two. I don't know that Sean Clifford could. Scott well, hopefully we, couldn't. Hopefully so. we don't have to find out. I don't want to have to watch it. Uh, I certainly – no. I want Jordan Love all year, win nine, ten games, get into the playoffs, and then if you lose, you lose. But – if he makes the playoffs his first year, I think everybody's ecstatic regardless. This is not a Super Bowl or bust year with the Packers. Let's no. get that right out there. But if they go win 9-10 games in his first year with that young wide receiving core and that young tight end room, oh, buddy, wait till they figure it out. Then everybody's going to be in a world of trouble. He is Ryan Horvath. We'll be back again on Wednesday. Bet MGM tonight, part of the BetQL Radio Network. Follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvath. You can follow me at Sparky Radio. And of course, check out our interviews that I do over at 1250amthefan.com or on your Odyssey app, same place you can stream this podcast or if you download in uh, your favorite podcast ad. And of course, we always uh, stream this when both of us are here on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Enjoy the rest of your day. Toodles. Toodles.